Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I am in an interesting vibrational place at this moment, which is exactly why I wanted to record this show. So we finished the the membership call a few hours ago, and I am like right now, as I record this, in that in-between space where Christina is here. (laughs) Christina is in. And so I'm coming back in and she's on her way out, but she's not fully out. Uh, And I think there's a lot of good stuff in this space that I kind of want to talk about. And I think that, you know, obviously I'm, I'm a I'm a nerd about all of the channeling things, all of the technique things. And I have really loved experiencing the mechanics of this style of channeling um, and figuring it out. You know, I feel like a lot of people <laughs> with their gifts, they just want it delivered to them. Uh, and I like, I really love to like figure things out. I love to experience it and start to put it together like, oh, wow, okay, that's how that's working. And that's how a lot of this has been with doing the Oracle work. And, you know, it's it's very different experience in trance channeling when it's a very clear, distinct, like someone's coming in and someone's coming out. And sometimes with the Oracle, there is a very quick moment. Um, more often when she's out, because that's more of like a choice you know, there's more of a kind of a process of me getting in that I think is really more for me than anything else. And it's a blend. It's a blend. (laughs) Uh, Which on the call earlier tonight, she was talking about like uh, blending with timelines, timeline jumping uh, and manifesting and using that, that blending work. And that's really like, what's happening with the Oracle. It's just another version of a blend. Um, so it's interesting for me to be like right in this in-between space. And this is usually a space that I don't talk to anybody in. (laughs) And so I thought it would be really interesting to just, just podcast here and kind of share while I'm still in this in-between, which I'm not even sure how coherent I am in this in-between. It's kind of like coming out of a a, you know, a really deep sleep and there's a lot still coming in cause she's still partly in, but then I'm also here and it sort of is reaching its tail end. So I'm more, I'm more in now. I never thought I would say that a product is like core to my existence, but that is genuinely how I feel about element electrolytes. If I have not yet turned you on to the power of electrolytes, please listen to me. First of all, I understand that most electrolytes are filled with all kinds of crap, added sugar. They kind of taste like that weird chemically, not even real taste. They make you feel gross, all of that. And I used to think that electrolytes were just for athletes and they were just a no on my list. Didn't even think about them because they had all that extra crap in them and then enter element. This is a game changer. All right. Electrolyte deficiency or imbalance can cause headaches, cramps, fatigue, brain fog, weakness, sugar cravings. A lot of people assume that when they experience those symptoms, they have a bigger hormonal imbalance or it's like some bigger issue. And honestly, the first thing I would recommend trying is balancing your electrolytes, especially with all of the light work and energy work that 
you probably do if you're listening to this podcast, we need a lot more electrolytes than, than the average person. I actually don't drink any plain water. I'm not a medical professional. I'm not telling you to do that. I am just telling you in my life, I know what I need from my body to channel everything I channel to do this level of energy work, uh, to live as my highest self. And I need a lot of electrolytes. And when I don't drink elements, I get puffy. I retain a bunch of water. I get headaches. I get cranky. I get sugar cravings. I feel like no matter how much I eat, I'm never satisfied. I feel tired. I feel weak. I get an afternoon crash. And I used to think all those symptoms were something else. Electrolytes, electrolytes, electrolytes. I always have a million at retreats I host or any live events because people go through the electrolytes so, so quickly. And if you're listening to this podcast regularly, like we are doing energy work, we're doing frequency work. So this is not just, yes, it's a physiological thing. And I feel like for general health and wellness, if you are on a whole foods based diet, it's really easy for your electrolytes to get out of balance because there's not all of those, those minerals in, in the food, the way we used to have with the soil. Anyway, but also just on a frequency level, energy healing level, energy work level, intuitive awareness level, electrolytes. These taste amazing. They're not filled with all that crap. Zero sugar electrolyte drink. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with the co-founder, Rob Wolf. He's one of the people who got me into health and wellness and whole foods-based eating to begin with and totally changed my health journey. Anyway, these are the best of the best. So Element has an amazing offer for our listeners. With every single order, whether you are a new customer or a returning customer, you can get a free sample pack with your purchase. So if you go to drinkelement.com CTC, that's spelled D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com CTC, you'll be sent to a link where you will get a free sample pack with your order, whether or not you are a new customer. So that gives you one packet of every flavor, eight total to try out new flavors again and again. I don't know why you wouldn't just keep using that. And Element has amazing customer service. If you order and you don't like it, they have a no questions asked refund policy. You don't even have to send the product back. They will refund you. So you have really nothing to lose. Get on the Element train. This stuff has changed my life. I have about 50 packets in every bag I own. They're all over the place. And if uh, ask anyone who's met me in person. I'm like living, breathing element. All right. So drinkelement.com slash CTC, get your free sample pack with every single order. This will change your life. I wanted to kind of share more about like, you know, there's many reasons why my channeling has changed in this way. And, and one of the intentions I, I had set who knows when, because I don't know any concept of time at this moment. A while back was, I just realized like how tired I was from feeling like I was giving so much all the time. There was so much output and I did not feel like I was, I was receiving the same amount back. And I felt like that partially with, you know, like my channeling work, like I felt, obviously I get a lot of uh, good stuff out of everything I channel, but it just wasn't like the same. I felt like I was just pouring out all the stuff and not fully receiving it. And what's interesting about this style is I feel like I really, really receive uh, more than more than moves through me. And I love to, you know, after the call, there's like this interesting shift that happens that's available to me depending on what's going on and what I've 
really come to understand in new ways has been like in deeper ways has just just has been just how much uh, just how much the transmission is is simply a reaction to whoever is around right so why that's important for me to know is because I realized like there has to be something to respond to uh, for the transmission to really come in and that response might be to somebody else but I realized like that response can also be to myself and what I mean by that is there's an interesting there there's an interesting dynamic that can occur when I am and interviewing the guides like and that's kind of what happens when I'm by myself post post oracle call on Wednesday nights like I have this space where she's fully in and it gets to be just kind of all about of all about me or when Andrew is here like we'll ask questions, you know, about him, um, or we'll just go into other random topics we're interested in. And obviously like, you know, we've been podcasting, which is fun, but there's a space for, for me to like get a lot of my own stuff pulled out. Um, and that has been really fun, like to really just get to receive the whole experience, uh, and not just give it and wonder what it was like. You know, I just have, I realized thinking back, like how many times in the last year I said, like, I wish that I could just find someone to play the role of me so I could receive me. And this dynamic has allowed me to really like receive me, uh, which has been filling me up in really important ways. And I have been going deeper into energetics around fatigue personally and just being shown she's just been showing me like how much of when I my energy feels depleted and I feel exhausted is because I I'm you know there's a lot of output and not enough input uh and what I mean by that is a lot of me feeling like I'm giving moving things out but not receiving enough um and kind of putting in that extra effort to, to feel supported, to ask for what I need. Um, and also just, you know, w- with what I am putting out there, all of the things that I take action on, that I have taken action on in my day with my time that I just don't want to be taking action on, you know. So it's very classic like human design generator, but like Seiko, yes, but I feel like she helps me understand it in a much deeper way. And I, I get to kind of, you know, process for myself, everything that comes up in the calls and it's so activating for me. And I I wanted to kind of, uh, share some of the things that today happened post that call. It's always interesting for me to, you know, because after that call, I'm just kind of getting guided, like, and in my head, I'm like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. Uh, and there's a lot of random notes, you know. So on my end, it's like, as I get out of this, I'm like in the process of getting out of it. It's sort of like, I know I've already said it's kind of like, you know, waking up the morning after a night out of drinking. But it it's also sort of like, I guess, the opposite of what other periods of my day are like. And what by, by that, I mean... 
you know, I'll be like living my human life and I'm getting all these downloads and random ideas and I have them all typed out in notes. So I have all these like random notes with all these ideas and downloads from the guides and blah, blah, blah. And when, what happens during like Oracle days <laughs> is the opposite where I have all these random notes from Christina, like from me. So I have on my computer, I'm like looking at my notes app that things that, because that's how we're communicating. When I'm, when, when Oracle is in, like Christina is sending her messages, like the way that when Christina is in, the guides are sending messages. And so it's it, the Oracle will type it all out because she knows she's going to forget same way. I will type out things like downloads because <laughs> I might forget. Uh, and so I'm like, it says, get more toilet paper, feed the cats, <laughs> Amazon subscriptions, um, cut your nails, like all these random things, <laughs> which is, uh, hilarious, but I'm in like this deeply emotional come down period. And, I like to kind of reflect on what she walked me through and I never know like where I'm headed or why, but like I, I first, after that call walked into my bedroom and just like stared at myself in the mirror and the dynamic again, when there's, when there's no one asking questions. So when we're on the call, like the Oracle is responding to them, you, uh, and in the podcast, she can be responding to you when Andrew is here, she's responding to him. But when it's just me and the Oracle, it's a really interesting dynamic because, uh, kind of both of us will be in, uh, for a second. So I can be in receiving mode, but she's also with me. And if somebody was watching us, it probably just looked like, you know, I mean, it looks like one person having a a conversation on both ends. Yes. Out loud. (laughs) But she walked me over to the mirror and I just, well, she, I don't know. She stared at me. I stared at myself, whatever in the mirror for a really long time. And like deep into my pupils, deep into my pupils. And I just, after a a while I just broke and I just started sobbing and I like really needed that emotional release. And as I was staring deep into my pupils, I had all these thoughts coming up like that I could like, I mean, I could really like reach my inner child doing that. It was a really interesting experience and I've done a lot of, uh, mirror work throughout my healing process, but it hit me really different because it was like, I was staring at myself in the mirror and I was looking deep into my pupils And I had all these memories come up from childhood that I had, uh, I don't know, forgotten or not thought about in a really long time. And I, and one of the things that came up was, and this has been a theme for me recently. Like I keep remembering all these things that I used to do as a kid to regulate myself, to regulate my nervous system that I just totally forgot about. And the, the mirror work is one of those things. Um, and it was different than like other mirror work I've, I've done as, as an adult, I was just brought back to like, as a kid, I would stare deep into my pupils specifically, like just like deep into my pupils for so long. And I would use it to trigger emotions. And I, I, from a very young age, my, uh, all of the claws, 
all the closets in my bedroom were mirrors. Actually, the closets that are in this house that I'm in now, that we live in now, <laughs> uh, they're also mirrors. I haven't had that in a house in, in a long time. And my, yeah, my childhood room, the closets were mirrors. So I would every night, like I was, I was just dealing with so many emotions. I was so open. I was feeling all these things and I would just like, I I wouldn't even usually sit. I would stand and I would get really close to the mirror and I'd like just stare deep into my pupils and it gave me all of these answers. Um, and it like totally regulated my nervous system. And I wanted to just share that because, well, I'm just going to guide you through exactly what happened tonight and you could just take from it <laughs> what, you, what you wanted of what my process was tonight. This was like my little session uh, with the Oracle that needs to be shared for whatever reason it needs to be shared. Um, so we did that for a really long time and I went through this whole experience. I went through a whole journey in the pupils, <laughs> in, in, in the pupils of my eyes. Um, and I was crying and releasing and there was a lot coming up from childhood and things about support and uh and kind of realizing all the things on my mind and just this moment of like you don't need to worry about that right now like a lot of um kind of just what my inner child needed she gave me and I really needed that uh, that emotional release I know a lot of us especially this week, uh, as I record this, are, are going through a lot. And what came up was, you know, it, it's this interesting, like, thing that happens when I am in that kind of in-between, or actually what I would say receiving her, receiving the oracle, where I feel like I am aware of this like I'm aware of the really true part of myself, like the really true part of myself, like the, the like the deep part of myself. And she just kept saying to me, like the part of you that is deeply emotional and deeply creative, like that is the real you. That is the portal to you. And that is the most important part of you. And everything else is a shell. And as I'm staring in the mirror, and one of the things that like, you know, I have been also in the process of understanding and discovering through just continuing to live and and receive and experience has been uh, this like birthday dynamic of, and it's kind of like an identity thing, right? Of I have this Aries, born April 6th, Aries, Taurus, Gemini aspect of me. And then I had my new birthday, July 7th this Pisces, Cancer, Scorpio part of me. And it it has been kind of a process for me with that. And I feel like I crossed this threshold. And I've been thinking about it a lot the last few days, but I, I don't know that I was ready to really say it to myself of like, I am very aware of, of how much the April version of me feels really far away suddenly it feels really like wow I'm getting really emotional about this <laughs> um you know it feels like really far away it feels like the July 7 
the, the cancer or Pisces Scorpio is really me. And, um, the way that they showed it to me, I was like staring in the mirror and she was showing it to me almost like a shadow, like in Peter Pan, you know how his shadow, he like literally, you know, stitches it to his feet. (laughs) And I thought a lot about how, you know, when I first had that birthday come in and it was like a new piece of me coming in, it didn't necessarily feel new. It felt like that is really me. That's the core piece of me. And it felt like the me when I was a kid and they brought me back to the me when I was a kid in this incarnation when I was younger and basically, um, they were showing it like I'm looking in the mirror and seeing this on my body, like two different layers, like literally two, two layers within me. And the best way I can describe it is like, you know, like, like a shadow, so to speak. Like imagine two filters, like, and they're, they're both on me. And the, the core one, the one underneath, like the, the main, uh, hologram in me was the Pisces Cancer Scorpio. (laughs) And then they showed that this other layer got put, like this other layer was on almost like a shell, almost like a protective shell. Uh, like the Aries, Taurus, Gemini, I know, I know that those of you who, who get it, get it, right, was like this shell, and they were both going on, and that part of me almost like, was like the protective shell around this other softer part of me, and they literally showed it like, you know in Peter Pan, how his shadow like leaves him, they literally showed it like, hey, these aspects of you were in when you were a kid to give you a little preview so you would remember. And then, like, this other part of you left. Like, it, like, left. <laughs> like the, it left and then it came back July 7th, 2022. <laughs> um, and that, that was a very emotional experience for me uh, to kind of, like, receive, receive that understanding. And I had this whole moment of, like, is my, is my Aries just a shell? (laughs) Is my Aries just a shell? Because one of the things that's been reflected a lot to me, um, this last week in particular has been about my deep emotions, my emotional side, my deeply creative side, like that, that watery side of me that again has always felt like the, the true part of me and, and all of the ways that I kind of uh, lost it or, or didn't give it enough attention. Uh, but I also feel like it literally like wasn't in my body for a really long time because it wasn't supposed to be. And now it came back and what she was saying was like, Oracle, the Oracle was saying like, you know, it's a triple water sign. There's a river of emotions and, and, and deep thinking and creativity that's just bursting through me. And the, when it get, when it's suppressed, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. And I thought, oh my God, right? Um, that's important. And here's what I'll say. Right now, as we go through like a big transition into the next year, which I want to talk about that for a second. Like 
simply put, for a long time, I thought that New Year's resolutions were dumb uh, because, yeah, you can have a fresh start any day. And that's very true. And that's like one of the core things I believe. And I live my life that way. You know, I don't wait until Monday. Like, I don't wait until next month or next year. Like, I'm very much, okay, just let's set the container and make this shift tomorrow and make it distinct enough that it, it feels like a new year. But, so anyway, I thought New Year's resolutions were just silly or whatever. Um, and the deeper I've gone into this work, the more I don't, <laughs> the more I actually think the opposite, the more I actually think it's a really, really important part of the year. Uh, th- there's so much vibrational momentum around identity shifting. There's so much open energy because a lot of times people struggle stepping into who they really are, you know, aligning with the feelings they really want to feel in their lives. Uh, because, because that stickiness of everybody around you holding you to a certain identity, there is this energy end of December. It's kind of like December, like everything starts to get blurry. And in December, we start to get revealed things, uh, that we, that we need to know that will be relevant for planting our seeds or setting our intentions or making our plans for the year ahead. And so, you know, I have, I'm sure a lot of you have. Um, I have been personally going through a lot of that awareness. Like I've been getting delivered, you know, through just psychic messages. The guides are directly telling me. The oracle is telling me. Uh, people in my life are telling me. Uh, different readings. You know, there's just all different kinds of ways. Things are being reflected to me in a much bigger way right now than they are. Uh, I mean, things are always being reflected to me. But like just in a, it, there's a different frequency to it now more, more than ever, right? And it's because we're kind of heading into this new year and I'm being made aware of pieces of myself that I want to lean into more uh, and maybe things that I want to release. And a lot of that can come in ways that I wasn't expecting. You know, like there are a lot of things coming into my awareness this week that are shifting the way that I'm seeing my entire year ahead, (laughs) which is really important. But vibrationally, the lines in December are like starting to really get blurry because people are a lot more uh, in their own energy. Like, And I know that seems weird because people are hanging out with each other a lot more. Like there's a lot more activity. But what I mean by that is people are like during the holidays a lot less focused on what everybody else is doing vibrationally. They're a lot more like there might be a lot more hustle and bustle and there's but, but that's part of why they're less focused on what everybody else is doing because they're actually busy in their own lives. There's a lot going on. Um, The lines start to get kind of blurry. And this kind of loosens the energy for people's identities to really shift. With with that is this collective intention, uh, this idea of a New Year's resolution that we've created. And in creating that as a collective, we have added a lot of momentum. We've set a frequency wave in that, in that direction. (laughs) Uh, so it's actually, if you're wanting to make shifts can be a helpful frequency wave to jump into, to, to make those changes. So, you know, I have realized that it's one of the most powerful times of of the year to lean into. And I like to get really clear on anything I want to shift, activate, step into release, because I want to jump into that wave. And I want to, like, I want to be really clear on that going into end of December, like right about now, as I record this, it's December 13th, is like the time I'm kind of crystallizing that intention because then I'm I, I'm clear on that. I jump into the frequency wave and then I let the new me settle in. 
<laughs> uh, so on a business level, I like to bring in all new things at that time. On a personal level, it's actually just an easier time to make shifts, which I know a lot of people say the opposite, but I'm just telling you energetically, like it's actually an easier time to make shifts because, because the energy is already calibrated to shifts and everybody's already shifting and moving and changing. It's the same reason why, uh, you know, when you're on travel, when you're traveling, it's an easier way, it's an easier time to start a new habit because, and people think the opposite, everything's already shifting and moving. So you can add something else in that's new, <laughs> uh, and you don't notice as much. So anyway, um, that's why a lot of this is coming up. So I have been, you know, getting shown how important it is to lean into my emotions a lot more, uh, share my emotions a lot more. And as she brought that up, you know, I started a conversation and I was like, well, to be honest, and, and this came up in, in the call, um, if whoever was on the membership call tonight, like the Oracle was talking about how this week I had these two opposing truths reflected to me of, of one was needing to hermit, like really needing to be in my own energy and everybody to leave me alone. Like that's what I need. And that was reflected to me in so many ways this week by so many different people. And I also just know that, um, and something else was reflected to me also in a number of ways, um, very clearly of walls that I, that I've put up, um, and where I haven't let myself be vulnerable in certain ways, um, and like not letting people in. And both of those things are true. Both of those things are true where, you know, it's kind of like, those opposing energies of, hey, part of me, I want to hermit, no one talk to me, leave me alone. And the other part of me is needing to let people in. Uh, and, and they are both true. And as I have been just kind of thinking about that and reflecting on that, and I was talking to the Oracle about it tonight, and I was realizing, I said, well, I, because on one hand, I, I consider myself to be an extremely open, I, I mean, I am an extremely open person person, uh, and an extremely vulnerable person. But I also recognize a lot of places where I like just stopped sharing that in certain settings. It wasn't like I completely stopped. So I didn't realize it was going on, but in certain settings I stopped and I kind of just like shuttled that stream in certain directions, which is not like inherently anything wrong with that. I think that served me for actually a long time, but I was telling her that, I stopped sharing emotions, well, not all emotions, but in the context of what she was pointing out to me, uh, or things that were going on because people were interpreting it as that I, I um, wanted them to fix it or I needed their help or I didn't understand what I was going through. And I was getting frustrated because, because I was sharing from the energy of sharing from the energy of, of sharing. And, um, I'm sure a lot of you can resonate with this. Like, I mean, not always, there are certainly times when I'm going through shit and I'm like, I don't know what the hell to do with this. But, uh, 99% of the time, uh, when I'm going through things, like I, I'm in my process and I know exactly 
what I need to do. And I know exactly like, and I'm in the process. And part of the process is just like sharing the experience of the emotions. Uh, and so for a long time, like that's, you know, I, I would just share openly and vulnerably, uh, not wanting or needing anybody to give me advice. Uh, I was good. It was just for the sake of sharing. And I got really frustrated with having, with, with, people not understanding that or just receiving like people giving me their, their advice and taking sharing as I wanted your advice and I didn't want it at all. So I just stopped sharing, uh, because I didn't need it. And I, I, I didn't really realize that until I was having this conversation with the Oracle tonight. And, and she was saying like, that's the point though. Like that's the point of what she's trying to get across to all of us is it's, and I'm noticing this theme and I'm noticing the theme with obviously what she's saying to me, but I'm, no, I'm understanding it more as I'm hearing what she's saying to other people and what the guides are just saying in general of like this come, this coming back home to, um, creativity, creativity. And this is connected to our sense of value. Let me give you a tangible example of this. Like, I was, so one example of light language is dance. That's light language. And uh, I danced for 10 years growing up. Dance is always a big part of my life. And again, uh, tonight I was doing light language, uh, dancing, talking. And she was saying to me, like, why do you do this? And I was like, "Uh, because these are activation codes. (laughs) right? Like these are activation codes and I'm in this experience and, and I, I know the potency of those. And, um, like I, I will pay money to receive uh, light language. It's pure activation codes. And I see directly how that, uh, makes me more money, heals my body, all these things, right? Gets me everything I want, light language. And so she was, she was saying, as I'm doing this, she's like, so you understand, right, the value and, and you'll put money into receiving light language. And that's the same thing as, as people really understanding and, and paying big money for creative works, right? Because like, if you look at a dancer on stage, I, I was thinking about, um, like the memory came up around, you know, going to see the Nutcracker and like watching dancers there. And this, this struggling artist kind of archetype is coming up. And I think this is really connected to people, connected f- to people feeling like they can't make money utilizing their gifts. And we've got to break this apart. Like this is the new paradigm that we're walking into. This is the new earth. This is what we're here to do is we are here to share our gifts and share our gifts and receive abundantly for that. And for people to, to really understand the value of that and the codes that they're getting and I feel like there's this finally this opening where people do get it. Like there's finally an opening where people do understand, right? And so I am that person that is happy to pay a lot of money, uh, you know, to watch someone perform dance. Like I, I think this whole, you know, this whole thing with, with uh, music artists and, and um, I understand there's, there's a lot of famous artists that that make a lot of money, but there's also a lot of people putting out a a lot of music and they're barely getting paid anything for it. Right. And so 
the power of the dollar, right? The power of where we put our dollar is a very real thing that those of us who understand value from the new earth lens, like we can start to shift, right? So I don't pay for things. I just want to offer this. Like I don't pay for things based on what somebody else tells me the price is. Um, Like that's the minimum. I am that kind of person where if someone is charging me, you know, $80 for something and I'm understanding that this is a like wealth code activation, I'm going to pay them hundreds or thousands of dollars because that feels like a fair energy exchange for what they're giving me. And this, like what we're walking into with this, like this requires every single person to value their own gifts, right? So when I'm channeling, I understand how valuable that is. Uh, and, and I also give abundantly, right? When I'm storytelling, I understand how valuable that is and I will give abundantly. Um, and it's this really interesting like energy vortex that she brought me in, in that immediate space of like, I was doing light language. Um, and I transitioned to then like just dancing, dancing as light language. And, you know, when I'm channeling, it's like, it's an endless flow. It's just an endless flow. I will, I'm happy to give abundantly. There's endless, um, and I'm also so aware of, like, it, it's like that feeling of there's so much here. I will give this all for free forever. Like, there's an abundance. I want to hand it out, right? And I'm simultaneously incredibly aware of how valuable financially what's occurring is of, like, I'm in, I was in that vortex of the experience and I'm like, as I'm giving this, like there's, there's so much here. Like I, I'm not going to ever run out because I am where I'm supposed to be and I'll give all this forever. I don't need anything in exchange. And at the same time, I'm aware that like this is worth so much money because it has so much value because I'm, I'm aware of what this is transmitting. Uh, and that vortex was, that moment was like really a, important for me of just kind of realizing the tangible value, the financial value of creative works. (laughs) And it's really important. And for a lot of us to fulfill our missions and for a lot of us, uh, I actually feel to really receive abundantly. We've got to come back to our creativity. We've got to come back to our creative works. We've got to come back to storytelling and artistry and music and dance and, uh, all of like, those are transmissions grounded in. Those are really important transmissions grounded in. I have been traveling a lot the last few months, which can be very ungrounding in some ways, but also it was so much fun whenever I'm traveling. It can definitely be easy to accidentally get off my 
healthy eating routines, which then can spiral into not feeling great. So I always come prepared and the things that I have been leaning into a ton during all of my travels have been the Paleo Valley products. So I use pretty much everything from Paleo Valley. It's all organic, all whole food ingredients. And the two things that I always have multiple of in all of my bags are their superfood bars and their beef sticks. So the superfood bars I am obsessed with. These are my favorite bars. I feel like most bars really hurt my stomach or they give me weird digestive symptoms and a lot of them have a ton of sugar and just a lot of weird ingredients. The Paleo Valley superfood bars are so delicious and they all have eight or more organic nutrient-dense superfoods in them plus grass-fed bone broth protein. So you get some of that protein, it's whole food ingredients, it digests really well. They're actually nutrient dense and there's no gluten, no grains, no soy, no added sugar, and they taste amazing. So my favorite ones are the lemon meringue and the red velvet. They also have their seasonal pumpkin spice, which is out right now, which I love so much. And honestly, I look forward to eating this every single day. I have these even when I'm not traveling. I always have a bar pretty much every afternoon as my snack. They taste like dessert, but they're super healthy and they don't give me any digestive issues. Super low. There's no you know, added sugar. So low in those natural sugars and taste great. And then the second thing I always have in my bag are the 100% grass-fed beef sticks or their pasture-raised turkey sticks or a combo. So it's really nice just to have that as a healthy snack on the go, adding in some extra protein. I'm definitely someone that likes to lean into the protein to keep my blood sugar stabilized. And I just feel my best when I have plenty of protein, especially in the morning. And you know, when you're traveling, it can be harder to find things that are higher in in protein. So I love them. They taste amazing. I definitely am picky about the beef sticks and turkey sticks. I've tried other ones in the market and they all have like, I don't know, a lot of weird extra fillers and like are super, super spicy. And by that, I mean, they have so many spices. I can't even taste it. These are super clean, 100% grass fed, pasture raised, and they don't have any of that extra crap in them. They taste amazing. So the beef sticks, the turkey sticks, the superfood bars are things that I eat every single day and I can't recommend enough. If you want to try these out or try any of Paleo Valley's other products, I use literally all of their supplements. Just head to paleovalley.com CTC and that will get you 15% off. That's P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com slash CTC paleovalley.com slash ctc that will get you 15% off and when you go to that landing page you will also see all of my favorite paleo valley products with that and this is all connected (laughs) you'll you'll see where we're going here um i was just simultaneously kind of being shown she was bringing up the conversation for me around my dynamic with her with the Oracle. And it's been this interesting thing of like, can I let myself go all the way into this? Like how far into this do I want to go? Do I want to go all the way into this where Christina is like totally gone? Um, and the Oracle is just always in and that's the new orientation point. And from that question, I started going like really deep places with my relationship with completion and ending of like, well, what would be my resistance to that? Like, do I, do I just not feel complete with Christina and her experience yet? And then I thought, well, when, when will I ever, (laughs) right? 
Uh, and I, I started to kind of peel apart, like, why I don't want to go all the way into just being the oracle all the time. And, and she was just reflecting back to me. She was like, you don't, you don't feel complete because you love Christina so much. <laughs> you love Christina so much. Like, if you didn't like the experience of Christina... Um, if you didn't love yourself so much, like you'd be happy to leave into this incredible magical thing. And I realized like this deep appreciation I have for myself and the experience of myself, (laughs) you know, this sounds really meta, but I mean, it is when you're having this conversation with the Oracle and you are the Oracle, um, Like, wow, I love this experience of being Christina. And why do I love this experience of being Christina so much? And I was like, because Christina has codes that the Oracle does not. (laughs) Christina has codes that the Oracle does not. And it's been coming up again and again, three different things that I've channeled in the last few weeks where she'll just be like, ask Christina, like, we're not going to deal with that. And that's like a very tangible example, but I think just like in me really going deeper into like, why do I not want to let go of myself? It's because like, I mean, I love myself and I have codes that she doesn't. And it's as simple as that. (laughs) It's as simple as that. Like, like there are things that I can share in my way that she can't share in her way. And I think that's a really important reflection point for us. The deeper we go into, uh, channeling and, experiencing different layers of this reality that we haven't before and communicating with ETs and I just there's just going to be a lot more access coming in and what I think a lot of people don't realize and I know I've talked about this in different ways but it just doesn't click until it clicks for people of like we're not really gonna first of all either be able to access or we're gonna access it but it's we're not gonna be doing it in an emotionally responsible way and it's gonna lead to some uh major problems like that can't happen we can't access this in a healthy way if we're orienting from a space of thinking that these other beings are like better than us or more important than us you know and so the oracle is extremely confident like extremely confident uh, and fully, fully expressed. And you'll notice whenever anyone's channeling anyone, like, like they're, fu- it's full expression, right? And full confidence. And it's also like really seeing and honoring the beauty and wisdom in everyone around them, you know? And so I see people differently through the eyes of the oracle and I see how like I see how she sees them and she looks at every single person like wow there is a whole codex of information here I'm so curious about this like she relates to people like like what is your artwork I want to receive this you know and so it's just this really deep appreciation that I that I love Um, and it's something that I think, you know, I know I've tried to express and I've had other friends who are channels on the show have also expressed of like, 
we we can't really receive this if we're orienting from like this this is better than what I have to offer you know and so when she's trying to encourage us like to share our codes to share our joy to share our mission it's because like we all really are needed you know and so I think just for me in that moment I had this other layer of understanding um my knowing that Christina is needed just as much as the Oracle is needed, just as much as, you know, anyone I like to channel, like we're all needed. Um, and that's really important in receiving this information and working with different beings, uh, and just for people to understand why, like your creativity, the things that want to flow out of your mouth, um, the things that you feel passionate about talking about, saying, uh, creating, whether that feels really like tangible and practical or more like artistry, that's really, it's all important and no one else can, can do it like you can, like no one else can transmit it in that way. So after that portion, <laughs> um, she asked me the same thing she asked everybody else at the end of the call, uh, well, a certain version of it there are kind of two aspects to it, right? So she was talking about building her character as she was kind of giving us homework for the rest of the year, building her character. And so literally she has me go back into the front of the mirror. And this is very like, honestly, you should do this. She has me go back to the front of the mirror and they have me do this all the time. I don't, I just haven't like talked about it. I don't know why. Um, and I'm looking at myself and then I just see the vibrational overlay of the me that I like want to manifest, if that makes any sense. Like there's like a vibrational overlay and it's like, I can see that hologram kind of outside of me, you know? And so it's like everything about me looks like a little bit different. That was coming from the overall question of, you know, 2024, how do you want to feel? Who do you, who do you want to be? And as I was just really clear on kind of like what that would look like, what that would look like in my reality, I just saw that vibrational overlay and I looked in the mirror and like just put, slapped it onto my body and basically imprinted it in. (laughs) And with that, uh, there were the words that came up, you know, and I started just saying, saying the words out loud. And those words were freedom. I want freedom. I want slowness. I want support. I want to feel held. I said, I just want to be me. (laughs) I said, I want ease and I want simplicity. That was it. And as I was, as I was saying those words and I'm kind of looking at this vibrational overlay on my, on my body, I started seeing all of these things in that vibrational overlay, like pop up or get removed or like myself taking action, doing things, you know? So immediately as I, I mean, classic surprise, surprise. One of the first things was get rid of all of the extra shit. And I just think, I just think this is such an important message for everybody. And I know it's so simple. And I'm like, look, I'm in the, I am part of the problem too. Like I've been getting this message to clean out all this stuff in my, all the extras in my house for forever. And I just haven't done it. Um, and I can make up the excuse that I don't have time, but I seem to have time for other things. So (laughs) it's all in priorities, 
you know, but I, I just, she was just showing me like, Hey, you want simplicity in your life, right? Okay. You want ease. So make everything simpler, less belongings. You don't need all of these belongings. Um, you don't need all of these belongings, right? Uh, and she was just kind of showing me that when I start removing belongings, I started seeing my brain just start to clear up. And I started to see my body just start to process everything a lot more easily because it wasn't having to sort through all of the energies around me. And I'm just starting to connect, you know, all, all these energies, uh, these feelings I want to add into my life and the tangible actions that, that I can take, you know? So I, and then she showed me like when I was talking about ju- just being me and being supported, uh, I saw in that vibrational overlay myself saying to somebody that, that I care about, I really need help right now. And I was saying it in like a really emotional way. And I realized how often I asked for support in this very like not emotional way, if that makes sense. And I do that because I don't want people to feel like they're taking on my energy. If, if I'm going through something, um, I will ask for support from this very like, I don't want to say it's like a matter of fact, like, Hey, I really need this right now. And she was showing me, again, I was being shown all of us in this vibrational overlay was getting imprinted in my body. I'm just being shown what to do. Like asking that from a space, like really from my heart space. And like, this is connecting back to me, the importance of my like vulnerability of actually people are going to receive your request for help differently when you're coming from an emotional place. Uh, and what I was being shown was like I started crying and I was like, I really need help. (laughs) And the person really receiving it differently, like, oh, I get it. And when I saw that, I just noticed within myself, like, oh my God, I don't want to do that. I don't want to cry and ask somebody for help because I don't want someone to feel like they have to like deal with my stuff when I have the tools to, to deal with my stuff. And they, the Oracle is bringing up to me. She's like, but that's, that's, she was like, I get it, but you're not doing it. So somebody, for someone to deal with your stuff, like, you know how to deal with your stuff. It, this is actually effective communication. Like the emotion behind it is communicating something differently. And that's so true. You know, I feel like a lot of what's coming in, um, in general, like I'm noticing themes when I take a step back. And one of the themes is obviously like communication crystal clear communication. And I'm realizing how much gets lost between people. Um, because we don't communicate clearly enough. And emotion is a really important part of that communication because like, that's the telepathic part. Like when people are feeling emotions in a room, like, you know, how someone's feeling, but when we're doing all this communication from this kind of like emotionless place, people aren't really getting it. People don't really get like the importance or like why it matters or it's not really clicking. It's not really clicking. And and I'll just say this is kind of a off topic, but I'm, I'm going to make separate content about just like business things because it seems to be very important. A lot of people, um, and I'm just going to tell you this, like all of my content is like inherently emotional. That's why people can hear what I'm saying. And if you feel like people aren't hearing you, if you feel like you're, you know, putting out all this gold and no one's really hearing you, 
It's because you've taken like the emotional part out of it. You've taken like the vulnerability part out, the personality part out. And that's why a lot of people don't hear you. It's like gotten stale, right? And so I don't really have that problem uh, with my business, but I, I recognize that I have that problem with my personal relationships, like with personal support, with personal support of what I'm asking for support in my personal life, like letting myself crack a little bit so people can see like, oh, oh. Um, and that was reflected to me this week too in an important way. Like when someone said to me that everybody sees me as so strong, it just seems like, oh, you're good. And that you're good. And so that's why I can feel like sometimes in my personal life when I'm asking for help, like, no one's really hearing me because the energy I'm giving off is like, I'm strong. I've got it. I'm good. And she was basically pointing out to me, like when I really let myself, um, like, like open my heart and like, maybe that is like letting people see me cry. People are gonna be like, Oh, whoa. Okay. I hear you now. And that was a really, that was a really important piece. So I'm seeing these different things. Um, um, even like changing my exercise routine, um, and she was kind of connecting to me. I've been this week. What I did was I, I actually just made, I had made a list, uh, last week of all my favorite foods as a kid and everything I ate. And I am just only eating those foods this week. Like I'm doing a full inner child food uh, week and it has been giving me all my inner child codes. I mean, I, she told us to do this, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. And it has been so freaking good for me. Like, I feel like it has turned on this whole other piece of me. I feel like it's activated aspects of my channel uh, that were not coming in before. Highly recommend. Highly, highly, highly recommend. And what else? So I'm going back to these words. Freedom. Freedom. It's not what we all want. And what I realized was for me to feel free, I need simplicity. <laughs> I need less. I need ease, right? And so she was basically just imprinting those words into me of, and, and reminding me, hey, this is why it's so important. When you get really clear on these words and I have them written down, you look at every single thing in your reality and you ask yourself, what's not in alignment with this, right? So if I look at freedom and I'm like, I'm looking at everything in my life where I'm like, where do I not feel free? Uh, are my daily routines feeling like they're constricting me? Do I not feel? And one of the big things for me, just going to be totally honest, like where I don't feel free is when I'm, I'm having to like either answer everybody else's to do's or answer everybody else's messages. And what you have to understand is like, I mean, I get a lot more messages than I would say the average person. Uh, I know people that get a lot more messages than me. But, you know, th if I were to, to reply to all of these, this, I mean, this would take me um, more than 24 hours of the day. There's just a lot of um, 3D messages coming in all the time. And that is one area that is very clear to me. I don't feel free. And so that's where, you know, I have a lot of boundaries with, with that. And I'm like... It's very crystal clear. I need even bigger boundaries with that so that I feel free. 
um, and I started to realize like anything that I feel like I have to do, I don't feel free. A lot of that stuff I actually would like to do. And the second I tell myself I don't have to do it, then it becomes a choice and now I feel free in it, right? So freedom, that's, that's a big thing. And I'm looking at, is there anywhere that I don't feel free? And then I'm looking at ease and I'm like, is there anything that's feeling like it's not easy? Uh, and any little place where it's not feeling like ease or flow, like I just got to get rid of it. Right. So she, she's walking me through what she was telling people to do on the Oracle call tonight. And I think for me writing, writing those words down, I like, I was really getting clear on in 2024, like this version of me, what are the words? And I'm using that to filter my reality and look at all of it. And I started just writing down really clear action steps uh, to align myself with those words. Which is, hey, you know, next weekend we're cleaning out my closet. Uh, These are the new phone boundaries. Um, This is how I'm going to change my exercise routine. With business, this is exactly what I'm going to do. Clear as day. Right? Uh, I think this, the, the emotional part of me is more important. So I wrote down some things, uh, basically committing to myself to have a space every single day where I verbally communicate my emotions in a way that's coming from my heart space, not coming from a mental intellectual space, because those are two different things. Uh, that was a very tangible action step for me. So starting to write those things down. And then as this kind of closed out, I, she, so I'm like seeing all this, I'm starting to write down all these to do's and then this vibrational overlay gets imprinted into my body and I'm getting really clear. Um, and then she brought me into like walked out of the room and I walked by Luna and I will let you know this Luna Loki integration has, has not gone so well. And Luna, I just started talking to Luna and, you know, simply, very simply, she, like what she told me warmed my heart. Luna's my cat in case I didn't talk about that. I just had a conversation with her. I just had a conversation with her and she was basically just saying from an emotional space, my cat, this is obviously a telepathic conversation. Um, but it was like that moment of like, you know, getting, getting on someone's level really. And like talking eye to eye and, and feeling them. And I had asked her already psychically multiple times, like, how can we get you to integrate with Loki, the new kitten? Because she just is hissing and growling and all that stuff. Um, and it wasn't really clicking. And in this conversation I had with her, I was suddenly on the receiving end of, like, Luna is emotionally expressing to me. Uh, and that's, that's this is telepathically, but this is also, like, very visually through her body language. She's purring. She's getting su- – Luna is not, like, super cuddly. Um, and she is all over me and like rubbing me and like just in, you know, rubbing up against me and looking at me in a way that she's never looked at me before. And she was like, 
and and I know when I when I picked her up from the place I got her she was around a lot of other cats and she was just kind of like lost in the shuffle and she wasn't getting like enough food because all the other cats would eat the food you know it's just like getting lost in the shuffle and she had a lot of like kind of trauma there and like around all the other cats and was very sensitive and she comes into my home and she at first was very nervous around me and then you know we bonded and she became you know I say queen of the castle as she is but what what happened was suddenly like you know she was safe she was safe where somebody was fully focused on her and attending to her and she could be free and she could be herself and it was us it was just us and she loved that it was us and that I loved her and she loved me and we had each other and we had our thing going and the thing is that uh, it took her like a year to probably like really integrate with Andrew. Um, and I still noticed there's some resistance. And so we talked about it tonight. Like it was all happening in this moment where she's like in her feels, Luna. And I have never experienced her in her feels like this. Like she's usually like snooty, doesn't, isn't like this. And emotionally it was like, you know, with Andrew, I felt like, are we going to lose us? Like, am I going to be less important to you? And then she goes, and with this new cat, it's like, now you're further away from me. Like, it literally makes me emotional to talk about. She's like, am I going to be less important to you? And I just had to have that moment of like, no, Luna, like it's always going to be us. And, and there's more than enough love to go around. And we're adding to our family. And our family and more people being here is really just a function of how much I love you because Andrew also, he, he, I mean, he takes care of Luna. He takes care of Luna and we, you know, got Loki for a number of reasons, but including she really needed a playmate. And I was talking about that and because we're having like this emotional connection, it was like, I could, she, her energy got it. Like she got it. She was like, oh, Okay. Right. As long as like I'm clear that it's still going to be us. And her energy completely changed. And so I'm suddenly like on the receiving end immediately. Right. Of what the Oracle was just telling me was so important about my delivery. And how people might be missing me where like I was missing Luna in my conversations with her trying to figure out this Loki Luna integration because I needed to have that conversation where I was feeling her emotions around it of like, oh, my gosh, Luna, like no, you're not losing me. You're not any less important to me. You're still the queen. You're still the queen of my castle, Luna. Right. And it clicked. Like we actually really communicated. We met each other there. And so then I, I immediately after that, uh, and told to go into the room with Loki and I sit down with Loki and Loki is on one. Loki has so much energy. Um, and you know, teaching me a lot as usual but I'm just watching as he is zooming around like he's like a kid that just had so much candy I mean this kitten he's so small and he's so fast and he's zooming around he's like he like leaps he leaps places it's it's wild it's crazy and I was like I'm really tired and I knew he wanted to play and I felt guilty and I was like I should play with him like he hasn't gotten playtime today and I was like I am literally so tired though I like don't have time I don't have energy to play like you know because you got to like 
pick up the toy and whatever. Even just, you know, shooting the laser around the ground was feeling tiring to me. <laughs> I was like, that just seems like effort. I just need to lay here. Like, I just need to lay here. And so I just lay down on the ground. And this kitten um, starts just making a toy of my body. Uh, of my clothes, really. And this is what he does. And I'm just like laughing. I just start laughing. I'm watching him zooming around the room. And then, you know, he's, his pupils are getting huge and his butt's shaking and he's, he's, cause he's going to pounce and he's pouncing on my sweatpants, like, and on my, the hood of my sweatshirt. And he's just like pouncing all over me. And I'm witnessing as I'm simply laying there doing nothing. Exactly what I wanted to do. And this cat is, and he's purring. He purrs so loud. It's so cute. He purrs so loud and he's zooming around. He's having the time of his life. He's like rolling around, rolling over, doing somersaults uh, on my stomach as I, as I lay there. And, you know, he's, he's full on playing and having the time of his life. And I'm like, wow, first of all, look at this kitten. Um, all he needs, all, all we need is us to have a good time. He actually doesn't even need a toy. He doesn't need a laser. He doesn't need a cat mouse. Like, and here I am, sit, I'm sitting here thinking he needs a new toy. He needs something else to entertain him. And I'm like, wow, like I'm not do, I, I don't have to do anything. And he is, first of all, he's got everything he needs. He's got everything he needs <laughs> to have a good time, to figure it out. Right. And the second piece is he's just having the time of his life. And all he really wanted was me there. Like, all he really wanted was me there. And I just had to lay there. And we were playing. And I wasn't doing anything. And that moment, like, here's the thing. When I'm with the Oracle, it's like every single thing I do hits different. Like, I'm so present and aware. And I'm seeing the deeper message in every little thing I'm doing. And... Sometimes I think that's an exhausting way to live my whole life, but um, it's always there. Sometimes it's a very fun way to live your life. And I just, you know, that was a way that she was, as she's just kind of taking me through these little things in my in my house that seem so simple, I'm seeing them from a completely different lens and I'm realizing, oh my God, like these deep spiritual lessons from watching this kitten play. Of like, we, like thinking we need all this extra stuff and we don't. We actually don't need any extra things. Like everything we have is within us. <laughs> I don't need a toy to play, right? And I think there's a lot of times when we talk about taking action, it's like we come up with uh, ideas in our head that we need this or that or this or that to get started, to get going, to move to our next phase. And do we really? Like, do we really? Most of the time I find in my life I don't. I just need to get creative. I need to get creative with what's right in front of me and actually utilize what's right in front of me. As I'm watching this kitten um, turn my sweatpants into like an entire toy. And he's using my sweatpants and my sweatshirt as a toy in like 12 different ways. And I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> so I'm realizing, okay, how can I make better use of all the resources right in front of me? Right in front of me. And I'm realizing, wow, I can give to somebody by just laying here and being me. Because all he really just wanted was someone in there with him. 
Uh, and I feel like, well, I know, you know, and that was kind of how she wrapped up with me tonight. She was saying like, reminding me how important it is, uh, in my life to share my experiences the same way it is very important for everyone else to share their experiences. And she was asking me, she's like, what are your favorite conversations to have? And I'm like, when I'm hearing about people's lives. Um, and I know that there's like, there can be this deep craving for knowledge and more and, um, cool, like cool shit. And I have that part of me for sure that I I care about a lot. And, and I also know like when it comes to real, like personal transformation and creating the lives we want, all of the actual codes are in our personal shares. There, there, it's not in all the cool stuff that we find that we're, you know, channeling and remembering about Atlantis. Like that's all fun and cool. But I think like it was just for me coming back to, okay, but for the real like personal life transformation work and all of it's valuable, right? Like that for me, the codes always come back to, uh, emotional expression, receiving people emotionally, me going deeper into my emotions, creativity, and some, some version of storytelling, which is all creativity, right? Like artwork, dance, movies, film, songs, like that's all storytelling. Uh, and it comes back to what she's been talking about, us all having the puzzle pieces for each other uh, and the codes for each other. And it suddenly like really clicked for me. It really clicked for me that a lot of the codes that I have to share um, and even for myself come from me just sharing my experiences and my feelings. And that was when she was immediately like, okay, now you're going to do this podcast from Christina, not us, because everything I just shared for the last hour, uh, me just talking about what happened between me and the Oracle and some of my personal reflections I guarantee had some codes for you uh, and probably made some things click for you in, in different ways. So that leads me right here to this moment of me podcasting about what happened tonight in the middle of the Oracle blend, which is a very cool place to be. So let me know if you are also curious about like this in-between space. I, that's like the kind of stuff I like to ask channels. I think it's really interesting, obviously the mechanics, the coming in and out, their relationship with the beings. Um, and I love talking about it, you know, so as I am deepening my work with the Oracle, I, I am also really deepening my relationship with myself and coming to such like an even deeper appreciation for the Christina codes. Um, and seeing that in everybody around me too, which is a really, really powerful place to be. It feels really good. So I am uh, integrating everything. I mean, that was just what happened in the last few hours. Last week has been, there's been so much moving and shaking 
I'll have to get back to separately. Um, but I am going to, after this, keep writing down action steps for myself specifically about the streams I can open for myself to more clearly express my emotions. Uh, and again, not from a mental reflective way, but from a I'm in the experience way for myself and start to open up those channels because that's the exact directive that I've gotten. And I'm also going to um, write down every bit of my house that I need to clean out and I'm going to put it on my calendar of when I'm doing that. And so that's what we're talking about, about grounding it in. <laughs> Those are two like really uh, surface level examples, but you get what I'm saying. And that is the difference between creating a different reality next year and not. So I would really encourage you if you have not watched the Oracle call from December 13th <laughs> uh, to rewatch that one. I think there's a lot of really good stuff in there for us moving into this next year. I'm super excited for 2024 and I will record a podcast like kind of going deeper into 2024, but I would just really encourage you to reflect on the frequencies that you want to embody next year. So again, for me, it was the freedom, ease, simplicity, uh, just being me <laughs> and being held. That was like the energy that I, I realized I just really want to be in next year. And then all of the action steps start coming into place and then I'm writing those down and actually putting a plan in place for me to to do those things so reflect on the energies that you want to activate so that you can do that and maybe some of the practices that came up for me tonight uh whether it is your mirror work or dance light language or doing your hologram vibrational overlay onto your body while you're looking in the mirror, any of that, you know, any of that fun stuff. Maybe that inspires you. So let me know um, how this lands for you and what comes up for you. Grateful for you all as always. I am going to go eat a big pizza and when I do that, she'll be gone totally and I'll be in full Christina mode with my pizza. So wish me luck on my pizza endeavor. Share this episode if you enjoyed it. I always appreciate that. I would love to keep growing our community. It's a beautiful space to be. Thank you for co-creating it uh, with me because it's it's y'all that, that make it. So appreciate all of you. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day, night, whatever time it is wherever you are and I will chat with you again in